And welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 117 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about visiting Disney while pregnant or traveling with someone in your party who's expecting. I mentioned recently on the show that my wife Joanna and I are going to be expecting our first child this December, and we celebrated the event by visiting Walt Disney World this summer with a baby moon, which for those of you who are not familiar, it's essentially your last major vacation before the birth of your child. We found that the experience of visiting Walt Disney World in the middle of the summer while pregnant was quite different than our other vacations, absolutely just as magical, but we also wanted to share what that experience was like and some of the tips and strategies that we came away from the vacation with, things that we would recommend to anyone who's planning to visit the Disney parks, again, while pregnant or while traveling with someone who's expecting. So of course, in this episode, I have my wife, Joanna, as a guest on the show to talk about what her experience was like. I also have a new special guest who I will introduce in just a couple of minutes. Before we get into the episode, I'd like to throw a special thanks to our sponsor, WDW magazine. You can learn more and subscribe to their print or digital editions by clicking on the link in the show notes below or by heading to imagineerpodcast.com. At the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast. So going to Disney can be complicated in itself. There's a lot of planning that goes into going to Walt Disney World or to Disneyland. You have an added level of complexity, though, when you are expecting a newborn. And in our case, I've announced on the show fairly recently that Joanne and I are going to be welcoming our first baby. Um, And if you're listening to this episode, just a couple of months. And we had a baby moon this past summer where we traveled to Walt Disney World together. And that added, as I mentioned, a lot of complexity and made it a very different type of trip and a very enjoyable trip at the same time. So I did get some requests, lots of questions about what it was like to travel to Disney while pregnant. And I thought this would be a great topic to turn into a podcast episode. Rather than just talk about this amongst the two of us, I thought it would be worthwhile to invite another guest onto the show who also happens to be a new guest, and that is for Imagine Your Podcast, and that is Jerrica from Metals and Tiaras. Welcome to the show, Jerrica. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming onto the show. Um, 
you, I love your channel. I discovered your channel about a year and a half ago, somewhere along those lines. And first, I love the fact that you're so close to the Walt Disney Family Museum because I'm jealous I still haven't been. Um, and second of all, I just love the Disney content you post out there. You're an avid runner. Um, even now, I know I've seen you still out there running, which is great. Um, so before we dive into the topic, I'd love if you could talk a little bit about what inspired you to start the channel and some of your history with going to Disney. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks so much for having me on. I am such a big fan of the Imagineer podcast. Well, thank um, you. So you guys do such a great job and all of your topics are so interesting and guests. So I am definitely honored to be on the podcast and happy to talk about obviously my experience and give any kind of tips that I can. I appreciate it. Yeah. So again, my name is Jerrica. I'm a Disney obsessed runner that's based here in San Francisco. Um, I run the blog and Instagram called Metals and Tiaras, and I'm currently 35 weeks pregnant. Um, I've been to both Disney World and Disneyland while pregnant, so I've got a lot of tips to share. It's also COVID time, so as you mentioned, that just adds an extra layer of complexity and just you know, being interest, <laughs> interesting times to go to Disney. Um, so yeah, happy to, to chat more about that. Absolutely. I'll be plugging all the places that people can find you online just in case they're not already following you. So you can check the podcast notes and find where you follow medals and TRS, which again, I, I highly recommend. Um, it's such a great channel, especially if you're a runner, but also if you're a Disney fan. Um, in our case for Joanna, oh, welcome back to the show, Joanna. I didn't even introduce or welcome back, Joanna. You're just sitting here. I'm yeah. assuming everybody hears that Joanna's on the show, but welcome back, Joanna. Hey, you, forgot, you forgot about your better half. <laughs> I, I always start with my with my new guests and then I totally forgot you're sitting right next to me and not just listening. So hi everybody, I'm back on the show. Um sorry about that. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're off, we're off to a great start already. Um and, well, let's start, let's start with us then, because uh we planned this trip to Disney before we got pregnant, which I think added uh you know, an interesting twist. We actually planned this around your birthday to be sort of a big birthday celebration. And it was also around our anniversary. So an anniversary celebration. Um, we had planned this in January or December, hoping and being optimistic that especially because of COVID cases were spiking by then, that it would be a little bit better during the summer. Um, with the vaccine out that there would be a good chance that we'd be able to go either way um, or feel a little more comfortable going. But we didn't initially decide to um, go as a result of the pregnancy, but it ended up becoming sort of a baby moon. Um, so in your experience, Joanna, I guess, um, did you have any second thoughts about going to Disney or were you still very much looking forward to going? Oh, I was very much looking forward to going. I mean, we hadn't been since pre COVID. So yeah. this was going to be our first time in like a year and a half going and I, and it was going to be for a nice 30th birthday celebration for me. We were, had the whole family figuring out if they were going to go. It was going to be another like 15, 20 people going. And then it turned into something completely different. Um, but it was still like the, one of the best Disney trips that we've been on. And I wasn't even able to do some of my favorite rides. And yet <laughs> it was something still wonderful and magical. And I wouldn't change that. Good. And we went in July. So that's going to, if you've been to Orlando in July, 
without being pregnant. It's, it's hot enough and difficult enough to walk around, but, um, everything was just a little bit slower. Yes. Slower paced. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the differences. Um, Jerrica for you, did you plan your first Disney trip knowing that you were pregnant or did you plan the trip and then happen to get pregnant? Like how did the timing work out for you? Yeah, absolutely. So my first Disney trip while I was pregnant, um, was to Disney world and I was 16 weeks pregnant. Um, so just about four months in and I planned it knowing that I was pregnant, but I had also been to Disney world during COVID before my pregnancy. And so I knew the safety precautions. I felt comfortable going then. Um, it's not my first rodeo. I actually grew up and from Orlando, Florida. And so I have been to Disney world a lot. I'm very comfortable with all the rides and I just knew what to expect. And so I felt really comfortable going. And even if that meant I had to miss out, I'm happy to sit on hub grass, stare at the castle all day with a corn dog. So <laughs> I felt perfectly fine going um, and planning that trip. That's great. And I think you also went to Disneyland as well. I did. So about two months later, I was 25 weeks um, when I went to Disneyland. So I currently live in San Francisco. And so I made the trip. Uh, my husband and I made the trip down south for a little Disneyland getaway. And again, planned that knew it, knowing that I was pregnant, um, comfortable with being able to ride as many rides as I could, but also take the time to rest and relax as I needed. That was, that's, that's a very smart decision. Uh, we definitely had, as we mentioned, a very different kind of trip going to Disney. Um, we're going to have to talk about also, um, you know, partner's role or support role in going to Disney as well, because it was a different type of Disney trip for me. I'm sure a little bit different for Jericho, your husband and anyone else who goes to Disney with a someone who is pregnant, whether it's a partner or a family member, it can definitely make it a different type of, of trip. Um, Jerrica, I forgot to ask you my lightning round questions. I'm, I'm off to a, a terrible, a terrible start with my podcast today. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I, I should have checked my notes um, as we were going through this, but we're going to jump in here. We'll, <laughs> we'll segue. This is, this is the most informal discussion I've had about, about anything on the podcast before <laughs> going completely out of order. Maybe, um, maybe you have baby brain too. I, it might, I, I might. It is contagious. So. <laughs> I've noticed, um, I have less of an excuse, but I've noticed it with myself too. <laughs> My brain has been everywhere. Um, but you know, I feel like we segued at least cause you've been to Disney world, you've been to Disneyland. So of all the parks that you've been to, um, domestically or internationally or elsewhere, what is your favorite Disney park? Oh my gosh. Well, Disney World is definitely my home park. Um, and then within Disney World, Magic Kingdom, Fantasyland. It's just my happy place. I love the castle. I'm a princess obsessed. So absolutely Magic Kingdom. Well, now that you mentioned that, I have to segue into my a new question. Who's your favorite Disney princess? Ooh, an even harder question. <laughs> um, that so one was not scripted. <laughs> so I would definitely say Cinderella. Um, she, I just love everything that she embodies, courage, kindness, and yeah, she's amazing. So Cinderella. I love that. Um, what about your favorite Disney attraction? Uh, favorite Disney attraction. Let's see. I've, I have been to uh, Disney Shanghai and my gosh, the Tron ride is absolutely amazing. I love thrill rides. So the Tron roller coaster is absolutely incredible. I'm so excited for everyone in Orlando to be able to experience it. And that is definitely my favorite. 
I, I'm, I'm very excited. People keep asking on occasion what I'm most looking forward to of all the attractions coming to Walt Disney World. And I have always said Tron. I, I've heard amazing things. It looks incredible. So I can't wait to experience it at Magic Kingdom in hopefully the next year or so. It looks like it's it's getting close to being finished at this point. Um, what about your favorite Disney? Well, this I feel like as I asked your favorite Disney princess, this might be the same answer, but maybe not. I was going to ask your favorite Disney movie. Oh, um, yeah. So definitely, I mean, I love the Cinderella movie, but I also love the live action Cinderella movie. I think that one above all else is one of my favorites. Um, I just, my gosh, how they, they did it, the cast, everything was amazing. So live action Cinderella. That's an excellent answer. Someone else actually mentioned that before on the podcast too. And I agreed. I said, that's a really amazing answer. I had, I had at that point not heard before, but I also feel the same way about the live action Cinderella. It's really well done and it feels familiar and new at the same time, which I think is the perfect mix of sort of a, you know, live action remake familiar, but new at the same time with a nice modern twist to it. So I'm not going to consult my notes now that we, we went back to the lightning round, but I always like asking that because it gives people a better idea of um, sort of your Disney fandom and, and what you, what you appreciate most about the parks and the movies. Um, so both of you traveled um, during your second trimester. And I feel like there's a lot of um, discussion or theories about when the best time to travel is during pregnancy. So would you say that second trimester was the best time or would you travel at a different time? So I would say that second trimester is a great time to travel. First trimester, at least for my pregnancy, for this pregnancy was really tough on me. Um, I had a lot of morning sickness that of course lasted all day. <laughs> and so absolutely second trimester, I felt so much better, just had so much more energy. Um, and then now that I'm in my third trimester at 35 weeks, I definitely appreciate the time that I spent in Disney when I did it at 25 weeks and 16. So um, I just felt like I had so much more energy again. Um, I'm having a baby girl and this baby girl wasn't as heavy then as she is now. And so it takes a lot more energy to carry her around. And again, I just get a lot more tired now. And so second trimester was a really great decision to go to both parks and just be able to enjoy it. I could not agree more with you. Um, I think first trimester for me was again, extremely tiresome. And I did, luckily I did not have the morning sickness. I was very fortunate in that, but I could not get off the couch. I mean, I went to work, I came home, I slept. I was eating when I could um, and just all I was doing was sleeping first trimester. Um, second trimester, like you said, like the energy really did come back. I felt like I could make it through the day without having to take that nap. <laughs> and um, I think I'm not in my third trimester yet. I'm almost there. I'm like one week away from my third. And it's, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm already feeling it. I'm already feeling this like, okay, sluggishness. And I'm definitely gaining my weight, which is a good thing. Because uh, she, she, my baby girl also, you know, she's growing and it's really nice to 
to know that. But uh, yeah, third trimester is probably not the best time uh, to go <laughs> either. And I'm not, again, I'm not there yet, but I can totally sense it. Second trimester was absolutely the right time to do it. Yeah, you definitely had your energy back in the second trimester. I noticed there were times that we were walking through the park and I felt like I had to keep up with you because you were just so excited and moving moving at a really quick pace. I had, I'd gotten used to slowing down. If we went for a walk together, it was like very slow pace, took it easy. And then we got to Disney and you were like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's That's go. Right. We did some practice rounds and I was doing like an 18 minute walking mile. Yeah. <laughs> we get to Disney and I think I picked that up to maybe a 13 minute. <laughs> it was it was good though. It was all really good being down there second trimester. You know, I had I had my little bump, but it didn't feel like I was really lugging around all that extra, you know, all that extra weight. And it definitely was easier than first trimester. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about how it was walking around the parks too, as I mentioned, and especially in July. Before we get to that, though, sort of thinking in, in chronological order of planning your trip, I feel like there might be extra things you would think about to pack for a vacation while pregnant. Did you find that in the packing process, there was anything extra you brought with you or things you didn't bring with you? Or how did you adjust your, your packing strategy for a Disney trip? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely went with function over fashion. Um, it's so important to be comfortable and wear the a weather appropriate outfit. Um, so when I went to Disney World, it was the end of April. So no matter when you go to Disney World, it's going to be a scorcher. Yeah. <laughs> and when I went to Disneyland, it was in June. So also very hot, 90 degree plus days. So definitely make sure that your outfit and whatever you're you know, packing is extremely comfortable. Um, like I said, function over fashion, weather appropriate. And at that point in my second trimester, I had purchased but wasn't um, using on a daily basis a pregnancy support band. And I highly recommend getting one of those because by the end of the day, my back was definitely hurting. Um, I was definitely getting more tired and just having that extra bit of support just for your belly and your back was really great. It was definitely a game changer, especially towards the later half of the day. Um, so definitely suggest bringing one of those as well. Good advice. Joanna, is there anything you would add to the list or anything you did differently? Yeah, I mean, usually when I go to Disney with you, I'm always thinking about function over fashion. I, I would love to be one of those like Instagram fashion, like Disney, um, Disney inspired people. Like I would love to cosplay down there, but I just cannot see myself being a fashion over function. I mean, I wore my, even when I was wearing little dresses because that's barely like basically all I could fit into is dresses I would have my biker shorts underneath so there's no chafing <laughs> and like making sure that I was going to the bathroom as much as possible because every basically every time we pass I'm like okay I should probably stop in here just in case <laughs> uh, I think the most useful object that we brought down there was an umbrella and you're like yeah of course everybody has like their ponchos and stuff but like no it was an umbrella and it we only really used it when the sun was at its highest and it saved me. It saved me so much. 
having that umbrella just to, I felt like one of those people was like, oh yes, I carry an umbrella to protect myself from the sun. But it was really a protection from the sun. And I was not really sweating as much in the heat because I had that shade constantly over me. And I could not believe the functionality of it. I mean, I've never really used an umbrella to shield my, yeah. right, to shield from the sun. It was always the rain. And otherwise I would have just had like, you know, poncho or I would have gotten wet, no problem umbrella it really helped us out in july we had on one day foolishly i think but it worked <laughs> out fine decided that we were going to ride frozen ever after at about three o'clock in the afternoon and there was not a cloud in the sky and it had to be a heat index of 100 at least it was very very hot and we were standing because of um because of covid and the fact that it was crowded when we went. Um, the restrictions at the time we went were eased back a little bit. So you actually, it was masks optional everywhere except on transportation. Um, we were standing outside in a long line that extended to the China Pavilion. So we were literally outside for 45 minutes about in the sun at three o'clock and having the umbrella definitely made a difference because I can tell you, while I tried at times to duck underneath the umbrella, I cared more about making sure that Joanna was under the umbrella. And I just wanted to jump into ice water by the time we got into the into the building because it was so hot outside. Um, so you're right. The umbrella was a big, big uh, saver right, even when it walking, came to the sun. Walking through the parking lots because the trams were still not, not running. Not yeah. running. And I'm not sure when they're going to come back or anything, but going through the parking lots, even security, everything, it was such a lifesaver to have that umbrella and that reminds me we did rent a car on this trip which we typically don't do in magical express was still around when we went we could have had that option and used public transport or disney transportation to get around but we decided because of a number of factors including the fact that we knew that we'd be going during your second trimester to rent a car and it is an added expense you did we have to pay for parking at the resort Parking at the parks was free or included with our resort stay, but that also, unless well, not a packing essential, but a planning, a planning piece of advice to have your own space um, and the comfort and the luxury of not having to wait in the bus line um, from the parks or monorail line, depending on where you're staying or Skyliner line. Um, it was very nice to be able to bring everything to the car, drive it with us and to have the luxury of coming and going sort of without having to deal with the crowds in the transportation or the um, the weights to get on, especially the beginning and the end of the day. The other thing we, we packed that was different was a water bottle, a refillable water bottle, which we constantly refilled. I think it's a great tip for summer travel in general, but um, especially to just keep hydrated, the, the water bottle really, we were constantly refilling at any water station. It saves money. Um, sort of counters the rent, the additional rental fee. If you think about how many times you drink water on a Disney trip and it's 350 and water, per bottle. I was bottle. Say the water bottle <laughs> it's a 350 instead of 250. So there you spend like $50 a day maybe on water. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, part of the trip, uh, especially going from, I mean, for us, New York to Orlando or San Francisco to Orlando, I'd imagine you didn't drive, you probably flew. So how is it flying during COVID while pregnant? 
Yeah. So I had flown um, a few times before I got pregnant and again, felt comfortable, knew the rules, um, selected my airline, you know, I use Delta and so I was comfortable did too. With their, yeah, I was comfortable with their rules, no middle seats. So um, and still even at that point, and I was flying with my husband, so felt even more comfortable. Um, so flying while pregnant was was fine. Um, I was again 16 weeks when I went to Disney World and I flew. Um, so I, again, at that point, I had my energy, I felt good. Um, my belly wasn't, you know, too big. And so I still felt comfortable in the seat. Um, and, you know, we were able to, again, just sort of relax. And we always do a red eye going from the West Coast to the East Coast. So got a little bit of sleep. And by the time I woke up, I was already there. So and then for Disneyland, we drove um, from San Francisco to LA at 25 weeks. Yeah, that's not not that bad of a trip. If we were that close to Orlando, I think we probably because that point would probably be around like Atlanta is about the equivalent distance. We probably would have decided to drive too. We would probably drive yeah. every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about a five hour trip. Um, so if you go inland or you can go on the coast and the highway one drive is incredible. So driving is actually my preferred method to go to LA rather than yeah. flying because the yes. sites. I don't blame you, especially when you think about the distance from the airport to Disneyland. Yes. You might as well just drive. Just drive. It's <laughs> it's a lot, a lot simpler to do that. Um, how'd you find the flight? I mean, we 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 also kind of, to be fair, we did splurge a little I bit, mean, which this, was a which was, was your birthday trip. This was supposed to be my 30th birthday yeah. anniversary trip. So yeah, I mean, we flew first class. Down yeah. There. And I have to admit, we got a really great rate to do that. So that was part of the incentive. When we decided to book again, it was January. COVID spikes were tremendous. People were like, I'm not going anywhere. So the airline prices were super cheap. And we literally got first class seats, the equivalent of an economy seat going to the West Coast. And it was very, very um, affordable, at least considering we hadn't traveled in a year, a year and, and a half. half. It was like all this money we had saved. We're like, well, let's just do a really blown out baby moon trip. And <laughs> so that that alone, I know, made it a more comfortable flight. But how do you feel about every other aspect of it? You know, it was hard to fly with the mask. I feel like if, regardless if you're pregnant or not, it's hard to wear the mask for that duration of the flight. And really, you don't. It's the airport time too. Yeah. yeah. Being, in, being in the airport the whole time with the mask and everything. I mean, I'm more used to it with work. I still have to wear my mask at work. But um, no, the, the flight was fine being pregnant. I mean, I, the same, same, it's the same really, because I just went to the bathroom more than, <laughs> more than once, I guess. <laughs> and thankfully you had the, uh, the aisle seat too. Not that that would have made a huge difference, but. I mean, we were, you know, it was just the two yeah, of us. Yeah, I know it's just the two of us. I would easy. prefer the window seat, but this one over here with his, you know, what do you, what do you, it's the motion, sickness, the motion sickness. sickness. Yeah, <laughs> I like to have, I like to have a window. I never get a window. Well, speaking of motion sickness, the number one question, because I did ask what questions people had, and I already knew we had to talk about this, was not about motion sickness, but just motion on attractions and things that you um, can do while pregnant or should avoid while pregnant. Uh, I'll I'd just put the disclaimer here only because I feel like I have to, that none of us are doctors. So if you have any questions or concerns, this is just anecdotal advice and our experiences but you really should consult with your OBGYN or midwife or professional, you know, a medical professional when it comes to what you shouldn't 
should and shouldn't do at Disney. But in our experience, um, Jerrica, for you, how did you find the attractions at Disney in terms of things that you decided you were going to do? Um, I'm going to have to ask you about Rise of the Resistance because I felt like that was that was the reason I even reached out to you the first time was I saw you did it. I saw you posted a photo of yourself in the Stormtrooper room. Um, and I said, I had to ask him, like, did you actually just walk through the experience or did you ride it? And you said you read, you actually went on it. So we'll have to talk about that one. Cause I feel like that one is, it can be hit or miss. Um, I mean, that's like the border. That's the border. That's the cutoff. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's uh, even Joanna was like, I wish I could do dinosaur. I'm like, I don't think dinosaur is the best ride to do while you're pregnant. Um, but <laughs> Jericho, in your experience, how did you decide what attractions you were going to do versus what attractions you weren't going to do? Yeah. So Disney is such a great place, I think, to to go and be pregnant and be able to enjoy the rides just because there are so many different types of rides. Um, before I went, I actually did a small Google search just to see, you know, what are the approved rides? What are some of the rides that Disney suggests that pregnant women stay away from? And sort of just built my itinerary, my expectations around that. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so I also just, again, having been to Disney World and Disneyland so many times, know the rides pretty well. And I knew myself and my body, my, I have a healthy pregnancy and my doctor, I actually did talk to my doctor before I went and just mentioned, Hey, I'm going to Disney world. You know, do you have any tips for me <laughs> and, you know, besides, uh, staying hydrated, taking breaks? She had mentioned, you know, whatever you feel comfortable doing, um, go for it. Um, but also, you know, be careful and have, you know, be sensible. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so definitely talk to your doctor first, but, um, rise of resistance is one of those rides where it is not on the approved list for, um, pregnant women at Disney, but I do know the ride pretty well, <laughs> including, you know, some of the aspects of the rides that are a little bit more jarring. So I felt comfortable enough to be able to ride the ride. Um, I was willing to get up early, you know, get the boarding pass, yep. go through the line. And then at the last minute, if I did feel like maybe this isn't something that I should do, then perfectly fine being able to jump out of the line. I, you know, had seen that a few times just for people that were a little nervous. And so I knew that that was definitely an option. And I was okay doing that. Um, but I did ride the ride. And again, like I said, I know the ride pretty well by now. I've ridden it a few times. So I just was able to prepare myself for, you know, any sudden movements and I did fine. So I felt really good that day, wasn't nauseous or dizzy or anything like that. And so I think just listening to your body is the most important thing. So, yes. Smart advice. We did rise of the resistance, but not the ride, um, which I oh, think you did. I did. I did the ride. <laughs> That's true. I did the ride. We were with a group. I decided to do the ride, but one time, cause I was also, I was actually not because I get motion sick, which is not the same thing as, you know, there's not a high risk of being motion sick. It's just uncomfortable. Sure. Um, but I was feeling we did the attraction. Uh, we had the opportunity to do the attraction three separate days. One day, the first day we did it. And I actually decided that, um, we kind of did it in groups. So 
half the party stayed with Joanna while some of us went into the attraction during our boarding group time. We sort of did the very earliest to make sure that we could get back in time for the rest of the group to still get in within the hour window. Of course, when we went into the attraction, we were in the um, about to enter the interrogation room and the ride broke down. So we exited the attraction, which was, by the way, very cool because as an Imagineering geek, I got to see things I would not have seen otherwise behind the scenes. It was very awesome to get to walk through some of those corridors and then exit the ride. And then, of course, they gave us a time to return. Um, so the next time we decided to do it all as one big group. And I said, because at that point, I actually was not feeling great. So I said, I'm not going to ride it. So why don't you walk through it with me and we'll exit together. I had done it before the rest, everybody else in the group had, it was their first time. So I felt perfectly comfortable saying you all have fun. There was literally eight of them. I would have been the ninth. So it worked out perfectly. I said, you eight, just enjoy yourselves. And I will sit this one out. Um, and so we walked through it together and we could do the first, you know, the queue, the pre-show, um, the, the shuttle, um, to the, um, to the star destroyer. And then as soon as you exit, for those who are curious, if you want to do the same thing, as soon as you exit the, um, ITS shuttle into the, the big famous room with all the stormtroopers, um, at that point, you just have to tell one of the first order that, uh, you're going to be exiting or, you know, we kind of said like that Toronto's pregnant. And so we want to exit the attraction. And then they took us through a back corridor and, um, we had a sort of, uh, I, I like this part. Yeah. I want to tell this. Go part. ahead. Do you want to tell this part? <laughs> <laughs> this is, it made it kind of fun actually. So you're, you're with the first order at this point. Um, and so they're like, follow me. And they were like, you know, they're, they're still in character obviously. And you go through the back corridor and then they, they find a rebel spy, um, <laughs> backstage. <laughs> One of the like, resistance uh, cast members. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And they're like, hey, good guy, can you escort them outside? <laughs> and so the uh, resistance, the, oh my yeah, the resistance, the yeah. resistance person would walk us outside so that um, nobody outside in the queue can see any of the storm stormtroopers or first order that's actually in the queue, which I thought was extremely clever. Maintains the show. It, yeah. it did. And um, it, it felt it felt kind of fun, I guess, just to leave at that point. I'm sure you can leave after you see Kylo Ren also in that last pre-show when you're in the um, interrogation room. Yeah. No, it's after the interrogation, like when you're actually in the, 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 the cell, part, the part, yes, the cell where yeah. you see Kylo Ren up there. You can leave after that too, if you really want to cause a problem for a <laughs> cast member, <laughs> but there is an exit there. So yeah, right before <laughs> you board the transport, they can also send you out. But at that point there are, having to turn around the vehicles quickly. It's a little more difficult for them to take the time, but they still will definitely take the time. If you reach that point, you're like, Oh no, I, I, I made a mistake. Like they'll definitely, <laughs> they're not going to say, no, you have to go in the ride vehicle. Um, they'll, they'll escort you out. But that was our, that was our fun experience. And he did it the next day too, that we did um, rise of the resistance. Joanna, that time I did ride and Joanna went out by herself and waited for us at the exit. And it was just five minutes, 10 minutes, I'd say for us to get out. So not too bad. Um, did you find that there were, speaking of attractions, because the one thing I do, we've read in in a lot of forums and Facebook groups is that people, why would someone go to Disney? You can't do any of the rides. And that's like the number one thing I hear is that there's that no, you can't do anything at Disney because you're pregnant. So you can't, you know, there's nothing to do. Whereas that's obviously completely false. <laughs> 
did you yeah. find Erica that you, except for rise of the resistance, um, did you feel like there was a shortage of things to do, or did you still feel like there was a ton to do in Disney? Oh my gosh, there's so much to do in Disney. And I think, you know, it's just a different experience um, going to Disney while pregnant. And, you know, there are some rides, obviously, that you wouldn't want to go on. Um, so Space Mountain, let's say, yeah. <laughs> is an example. Not a good one. Um, yeah. And so there are so many other rides that you could ride. Um, and also outside of the theme parks, my goodness, like I've never used my resort amenities so much, um, going to the pool and just the different activities that they had going on, I was able to participate in. And so, you know, Disney World at least is a lot more than just going to the parks and riding the rides. It's the entire experience. So I think that's definitely something to, to keep in mind. Um, and also, you know, definitely consult some of these guides that have the lists of rides and you'll actually see that the list of rides that are available and you know recommended for pregnant women is a lot longer than the ones that are not recommended. Oh yeah. Very true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I definitely did not feel limited in any way. Um, if I did, you know, it was a personal limitation. I, you know, wanted to not do something because, you know, I wasn't maybe feeling well or was too tired, but it's absolutely a great time to go to Disney. Yeah, it was, we did a lot on our trip yeah. and we had a little bit more of, I think a slow paced vacation to your point. We spent a little bit more time at the resorts. Uh, there were days that we was really hot in the middle of the day. We might've gone back to the resort. Or I remember there was a day we sat in Satuli canteen for an hour in the middle of the day and just kind of chilled and used the refillable, uh, uh, like, refilled our cup a couple of times with like iced tea or um like soda or whatever else water uh but there was really a lot for us to do um and even about the amenities disney at this point when we're recording this still hasn't brought back the spa services but at all of the disney spas they do have um maternity massages so there is, there is a ton to do. The pools, Jarka, to your point, um, at the resorts. And about dining, one of the other questions that people asked is about drinking at Disney. Suggestions for, besides having, obviously, water, soda, iced tea, um, some of the, the obvious examples, were there any recommendations you had for um, either like mocktails or specialty beverages that are still a little extra fun and special for being at Disney, um, but that you can still drink while pregnant? Yeah. Um, so I went um, to Disney World and Disneyland with my husband and who's clearly not pregnant and, you know, enjoys his alcoholic beverages while at Disney. <laughs> and so um, we did go to Ogus Cantina and he's, did too. <laughs> yeah, he's a big star Wars fan. And, uh, so, so definitely went to Oga's Cantina and they have a really great menu that is non-alcoholic. You can get 
you know, your, your friends, your family can get whatever kind of drinks that they want and you don't have to feel left out at all. Um, the drinks that are non-alcoholic are also really special and they're really cool to look at and colorful. And so you definitely don't feel like you're missing out on anything. So, um, you know, even a place like Oga's Cantina is definitely an experience that you can have while pregnant at Disney. Um, all of the restaurants obviously, you know, offer a lot of different beverages. While we were there, while we were in Disney World in April, I believe it was the Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, one of my favorites. And so they had a lot of, you know, specialty drinks there and they were able to make, you know, some of the non, some of the alcoholic drinks, non-alcoholic, if it was just a simple add-in. Um, and then of course they have a lot of different options, really interesting, fun options. Uh, Violet Lemonade is <laughs> being one of my favorites Yeah, during Flower and Garden. So we miss Flower and Garden. I, We've been wanting to go back for years. It's just, we haven't <laughs> had the chance. Uh, we, we were going to go actually last year. We literally had a trip for 2020, May of 2020, 2020 and that obviously didn't happen. So we'll, we'll make it happen in the future. The, uh, basically, all you really have to do is ask, right? Yeah. I mean, bas any of those alcoholic drinks, if you go to a restaurant in particular, like if you go to a restaurant, especially, um, just ask. I mean, I'm, I know that they can do mocktails there. The only thing that I truly missed was my margarita. I mean, <laughs> I, I love going to the Mexico Pavilion. The outside, the frozen margaritas were my favorite. Yeah. I avoided it completely. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want a mock margarita. It was not, not on my list of things to even think about. I just kind of did the horse blinders to myself when we passed yeah. by Mexico. But I was, no, it was still good. Everything was still really good. Um, Oga's was a really hard reservation to get. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. And, and there were seven of us. <laughs> yeah. we. I think I got one of my favorite drinks at um, Animal Kingdom when we were in Nomad, Nomad Lounge. Lounge. Yeah. Yes. It was, um, it wasn't even a mocktail. It was something, it was just like one of the really unique beverages, like with a Sprite, with a berry. It was really delicious. I forgot what it was called, but I'll have to. It does have a name. Yes, it does have a name. <laughs> sure. uh, I think I probably, I have it uh, somewhere in my my list of, of, uh, of drinks that we got, but I also, so in both places, um, you got one of the provisions at Oga's Cantina, which is a little, um, I forgot what it's called now, but it's it's basically a, a green jello. That it's blue. It was the blue yeah, jello. Blue, yeah. They have the um there's an alcoholic version of the jello also, though. Yes, they're both both versions. And then I even got, which you can, it's non-alcoholic, the blue bantha, which is probably my favorite. It's it's blue milk, but it is somehow even better than at the milk stand. I think it's just fresher straight off the tap. Um <laughs> straight off the straight off the tap. <laughs> it is. It's it's so like if you like blue blue milk out at the milk stands, the blue banthas even better. It's amazing. And it's got a cookie on it. And it's got a cookie on it. So that made it even better. And it's like, it's 13 bucks um, last I checked. So it was not uh, compared to the, a lot of the other choices at Bogus Cantina. It was actually a little bit cheaper. Um, I will say that one challenge that I did have was at Disneyland. Um, we were in the new Avenger, Avengers campus and there's yeah. a new restaurant, um, the, the Pim's Kitchen. There's also a Pim's Lab. And that lab, there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible to see. And, you know, I'll have to go back when I'm not pregnant to fully experience it. But um, so that Pim's Lab specializes in alcoholic drinks. And they have a couple of 
maybe like one or two options that are non-alcoholic, but it's really just Sprite. <laughs> so, um, so my husband was able to, you know, get, get a beer flight and really try out the drinks. And um, I will say that was probably the only place where they weren't able to remove the alcohol because again, it would just be simply serving a Sprite. <laughs> so um, th that's really like the only place where I felt like I didn't have another option for non-alcoholic. That's fair. And it is still relatively new. So there's a good chance they'll add something. Um, but good to know about Adventures Campus not having quite as many options right now. I'm sure they'll, they'll change that in the future. Um, in the parks, two more questions. In the parks, I know that it can get you know, we're used to doing trips, especially Joanna and myself are used to doing trips where we're constantly on the move and going from one place to the next. And when we're at Disneyland, it's even more so. I mean, we're there because we're only there so often from like open to close every single day. Um, how did you find walking through the parks? Did you take it at a different pace? Did you find that if you did you get more exhausted easily? How did you adjust if like you started to feel a little extra tired or maybe like your body was telling you you need to slow down? How did you kind of accommodate and adjust to the different pacing uh, at this type of Disney trip? Yeah, I would just say to be as flexible as possible in all plans. So, you know, if you're used to rope drop to fireworks, this is probably not the time that you're going to be doing that. <laughs> and um, I would say to... Absolutely. Again, going back to one of my first suggestions, function over fashion. Um, I am a runner. And so I'm used to, you know, wearing comfortable shoes, sneakers. Um, so I know exactly what works well for my feet, which is, you know, a, a huge advantage <laughs> that I feel like I had um, going to the parks. So I knew exactly which shoes I wanted to wear and just, you know, based everything else around wearing those comfortable shoes. Um, so that was one thing. And I was able to just take breaks, kick your feet up, you know, it, it definitely helps with any sort of like to keep swelling at bay and just to really relax. Um, let's see, what else? I would also say to um, just be, be prepared to just change things up again, like stay as flexible as possible. There may be some rides that you thought you were gonna ride, but obviously, you know, doesn't work out for one reason or another. Um, but I think as it also, your experience will change depending on how far along you are, because my experience at 16 weeks at Disney World was a lot different than 25 weeks at Disneyland. <laughs> so yeah. at 16 weeks, I felt, definitely more like myself. Um, I felt like I could ride anything like rise of resistance. <laughs> and at 25 weeks, I also felt great, but definitely not how I felt at 16 weeks. I definitely yes. felt myself slowing down a little bit more. Absolutely. Slowing down a little bit more, taking more breaks. Um, again, staying high, still staying hydrated, but taking even more breaks to, you know, use the restroom um, and, obviously get water. I would also say to um, utilize the first aid centers if you need them. So I had always thought of the first aid centers as a place for like the babies go. <laughs> so like, you need to, you know, change your baby or need anything like that. But they're actually really great for just 
getting a Band-Aid or, you know, whatever kind of like relaxation or, you know, medical attention that you may need, um, definitely utilize those first aid centers. Um, I did in Disney World um, because I did need a (laughs) Band-Aid, but that's when I sort of discovered it. And I was like, this is a really great, um, you know, feature that they have in the park. And so definitely don't forget about uh, those first aid centers too, if you need them. You yeah. utilize that too, because you actually caught a cold in Disney. <laughs> yeah, I did. So I've, I've, I've definitely been to those first aid centers. I've yeah. I've never been to the baby centers and because I have a separate baby center um, yes. down there. I was going to go in at one point just to see, like, oh, I wonder what's inside. Because, you know, I'm, we are going to be taking our daughter to Disney when she's, you know, still very young, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, we're probably not going to beat you the first time you went at four months I don't think we're gonna go at four months no probably not (laughs) but we're still gonna bring her down there I wanted to see the uh, baby center but you needed a mask to get in and I didn't even bother bringing my mask Um, it was fine it wasn't worth it I had seen it before as a cast member I had to do a whole tour of the baby center and it was there and it's I mean it's we'll do I think in the future a, a traveling with babies episode, but, um, I could just say now that <laughs> we'll bring Jerrica back. Yeah, bring Jerrica back. The baby center is loaded with everything you need and everything I hear from moms and dads who go to Disney is how amazing the baby centers are and what a lifesaver they can be. But this trip was definitely slower though, yeah. for us. I, we usually take it slow, honestly. All right. We, we do open to close, but at our own pace. Right. We, we like to go for opening because we want to get on that, that one thrill ride for the day that we can really just walk right into. But we also like our fireworks or um, any other any of the other shows that happen at night. Um, so normally we would do open to close. Um, obviously, this trip, it was a little bit different. The COVID rules, the parks weren't open as early. They weren't open as late. We still pretty much did open to close, but much slower. <laughs> right. It's true. And um, along the same lines of, of thinking differently about the parks, it's not just, as I spoke about in the beginning, it's not just the role of the mother-to-be um, to do things differently, but I find that having a good support system is important as well. So what are some of the things that partners, um, spouses, family, friends, anyone you're traveling with can do to help make a trip to Disney a lot more enjoyable and um, make it easier for you to go about a trip to Disney. Derek, I'll start with you. Like anything your husband did or anything that you would recommend um, for, again, partners, spouses, family members to help out. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of um, the biggest things that I appreciated was the amount of check-ins that he had with me. Um, We are people that, you know, rope drop to fireworks almost every Disney trip. We have everything planned out, fast passes when they were available, (laughs) things like that. So we really pack our Disney days. And so I really appreciated um, just the pace adjustment Um, him checking in with me throughout the day just to say, hey, you know, we've gone on, you know, a couple of rides now. We've been walking around for a pretty good amount of time now. Let's let's pull over. Let's get some shade. Let's get some water. Um, And because, again, I'm I'm one of those people that is more go, go, go. Um, And then when you're pregnant, 
you know, and you're, you're feeling good, you feel like you have to keep going. <laughs> like you have to really make the most out of this time. And so I was definitely one of those that um, definitely benefited from someone saying, hey, let's pull over, let's reset, figure out what we're going to do. Let's, you know, let some wait times go down while we, you know, grab some water and some shade. So I think just um, some check-ins and just making sure that your pregnant person is doing well and taking the breaks that that she needs is really important. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, that was exactly the way I felt, especially traveling with my husband over here. He's <laughs> he's always been super supportive of making sure that I'm feeling good, especially when we're down there. Cause you know, he's the one that really loves Disney. No, I'm kidding. I, I also, <laughs> you love it too. <laughs> I also love it too. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, but he, he understand, he understood that I was obviously not going to be able to walk as fast or do exactly what I wanted to do. So it was a little bit sad sometimes when we just like pass by dinosaur, for example, <laughs> <laughs> But I would say, I want to go on. It's tough to be a bug. Everybody's like, no, we are not doing that because everybody hates that. But I'm like, this is one of the only things I could do and I'm going to do it. And you're going to come with me. <laughs> I like that show. I know you. Yeah, do. We you both, yeah, you do. But which is good. Nobody else came on. With no, us. it was just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, something major that was a big change um, for the first time that we did something in Disney was getting a refillable popcorn bucket for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exclusively for me. <laughs> Joanna was craving popcorn. It, which wasn't, was it wasn't a craving fun. of popcorn. It was more of like, I just want to eat now. Yeah, when I want to eat. Like, I don't want to wait online for something. I don't want to have to do mobile order and then wait 45 minutes for that. It was like, no, okay, we're having lunch in another hour because we're mobile ordering. Okay, so we have to wait an hour. I want popcorn now. And they're like, we're having lunch. And I'm like, no, we're not. We are standing here waiting. Uh, I want popcorn. And it was just my popcorn bucket. So every time I would just go up to the little kiosk and I'm like, I would like a refill, please. And boop, with the magic band, nice and easy, $2 refill or something like that. And just constantly having popcorn on my body it was like attached to my backpack. <laughs> it was totally incredible. perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Have snacks I, for your pregnant. Oh my gosh. I, I, we always brought snacks in the backpack, actually. We had well, besides we the popcorn, we had granola bars. We had granola bars and bananas, bananas are and, not popcorn. Okay. I, I know. I'm just saying, in addition to the popcorn, there were other snacks that we we brought as well. Oh yeah. I, that was a major difference. And um, because I normally I'm like, oh yeah, we'll have I like variety in my snacks. I like to like stop over get my apples and caramel or my corn on the cob. You know, I, I like that variety, but I just couldn't, I couldn't wait. <laughs> I wanted to eat like all the time. So I'm like, well, you know what? I feel like just having a bucket of popcorn on me at all times is perfect. <laughs> and I noticed that your taste buds changed a little bit too. Things that you normally like that. I mean, it's just in general that happens, but it's also going to happen in Disney too. So if there are certain things that you love in Disney, you're like, I always have to get a churro you might not like the churro when you when you go down to Disney while pregnant. But I noticed there were there are a few things, just a few things that uh, you would eat something and you would normally like, and all of a sudden, I think the that, baby was like, "No, this is not." That was just once. It was <laughs> it was not that bad. You know, I had I had a, a very similar experience in Disney World at 16 weeks, and I don't know if it was because I was, you know, just off my first trimester or what, but. Um, the why why is it uh it's, it's, the name is escaping me um 
from Aloha Isle. Um, the Dole Whips? The Dole Whips. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love Dole Whip. And I got one. I was so excited. I was, you know, even posting it on my Instagram. Guys, I'm getting a Dole Whip. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I tried it. And oh my gosh, it just did not sit with me. And I was yeah. so sad. But <laughs> so there are definitely a couple of snacks that yeah. just did not really mesh with with my pregnancy this time and uh you know it's sad but there are so many options so having a, an extra snack budget <laughs> for your for your pregnant woman that would be great so true yeah i think i think you needed that extra snack budget for me and we didn't we didn't see that coming you know yeah. it was something um yeah we, you know we we typically just eat on the go you know it's not like okay we'll mobile order here or sit down right here no, I wanted my snacks when I wanted them. I remember yeah. I remember we were with a big family and I think it was your cousin. He said, but we're having lunch. Like we're ordering lunch. Why do you want popcorn? I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's the support system we're talking about. Um, absolutely. Uh, one other question before we get to like wrap up final tips and advice is photos. Because I feel like Disney is a magical place to take photos to begin with, but it's also a great place to take photos while you're pregnant. Um, so uh, I know we did something a little bit different. Jerrica, did you do anything different or how would you um, advise people think about photos while they're pregnant at Disney? Yeah, that's such a fun time to be able to take photos and, you know, have, especially if you're in your second trimester, you, you probably have a small bump. Um, so those are really fun photos that you can get just all around your favorite places and then hopefully bring, you know, your baby back to those places and maybe even do sort of the same kind of photo. And so um, definitely take those opportunities with a photo pass uh, photographer. They're amazing. Um, there's also a lot of memorabilia that you can get. So I got um, some Mickey ears customized, just sort of announcing, uh, you know, that we were pregnant. And so I still have those, they're in her nursery and I can't wait to, you know, I, they're just a keepsake. They're gonna be there forever. And so definitely remember to get just a little something, you know, to commemorate your trip. But um, I know you guys did something really fun, so. Well, we did part of that same thing. We did get ear, uh, the, the infant size Mickey ears for her and wrote baby girl on it. Um, they're in her nursery. They're in her nursery. Yeah. We got her, her first ornaments, um, especially cause she is going to be a December baby born, right. I mean, it's scheduled <laughs> to be born right around Christmas. We'll see. Um, so we got her a little, little uh, her first ornament. Um, she should hopefully be born before Christmas, but uh, yeah, we did the capture moment photo session, which I gave to Joanna as a Mother's Day gift, knowing that we were going to Disney, scheduled two sessions for us to do, one at Magic Kingdom, one at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Both at this point are the only places you can do them at Walt Disney World. But you literally get a PhotoPass photographer and an assistant. In our case, we had an assistant in both cases, but I don't think it's always guaranteed. Um, but in our cases, we had a PhotoPass photographer and an assistant for... 20 minutes, private session, as many photos as they can take. They took 75 photos for us at Magic Kingdom, 50 photos for us at Animal Kingdom. The only reason it was more at Magic Kingdom is because at Magic Kingdom, good thing to know in terms of expectations, at this point, at least, they only let you take photos on Main Street USA and the Hub. So if you really wanted a photo in Fantasyland or in Tomorrowland, 
not going to happen. You have to go to the standard PhotoPass locations. They only do the private PhotoPass capture moment session on Main Street USA, anywhere Main Street USA, and the hub. And that's it. But they still work with you in terms of suggested photos and what are you looking to do. And it extends, I should say, beyond being pregnant. It's literally for any occasion. So a lot of people use it for um, engagement, proposals, um, marriage, anniversaries, family reunions, birthdays, or just because. I mean, they literally will do it for any reason. And when we showed up in both cases, they we showed up about, they say to show up 15 minutes early. I think we showed up 20 minutes early. We got the chance to speak with them and talk about why we were there, what we were celebrating, what kind of photos we were hoping to get. And at Animal Kingdom, they will let you go just about anywhere on stage, at least for, uh, and not in an attraction, um, any sort of the walking area. So they asked where we wanted to go. So if you wanted to go to like Pandora, you could go to, you know, World of Avatar and get some photos there. If you wanted to go to Dineland, you could do that. Um, you could go to like Expedition Everest, like you can go anywhere around the parks. We decided to do mostly the Tree of Life, knowing that it was a little more symbolic of, of life. And so a baby, baby on the way. So we did that and to Harambe. Yeah. Um, cause there's some great walls and backdrops and, um, just the walking time at animal kingdom though, instead of getting 75 photos, like at magic kingdom, we got 50 because a little more walking time involved be- between places. I think, um, your photo, fa- your photo pass photographer, regardless if you do the capture your moment or not, if you tell them that you're celebrating something major like this, they will accommodate, they mm-hmm. will give you those extra little set like little you know extra little like I want to say sessions but they're not sessions it's more like those extra two minutes of just magical moments for you uh, I know that's definitely the case when you would get engaged down there all the photo pass photographers are very on board with engagements um demonstrating the ring getting down on one knee the kissing all that stuff so you don't have to do the capture your moment but I really feel like it gave us such amazing photos especially in magic kingdom we got such amazing photos and there was a, quite a few in animal kingdom with the colors the greenery and the sky that's so blue i mean really beautiful stuff but i think that just having the opportunity to take those photos of yourself even if you don't feel super confident in your body at that moment because you know you're, you're gaining weight but you're like oh wait am i am i pregnant or am i just getting fat like you're, you're in that little time frame where you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, but take the photos because you're, I mean, looking back on them now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so tiny back then. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought like, oh no, I'm getting so big. But it was just like an amazing experience having those photos. And I have to admit the cost, um, it was, it's again, this could change, but depending on when you're listening to this, but when we did it, it was $50 per session. Um, Photos are not automatically included, but because we're annual pass holders and we had Memory Maker included, that we didn't have to pay any extra for the photos. Worst case scenario, you get Memory Maker, and even then, you're still spending about hundred dollars per set in, per session um, to have this done. And we got the photos right to the My Disney Experience app within an hour of each session. Um, I think they say it could take a few hours, but the first one, Magic Kingdom, I think. We started seeing the photos within 30 minutes and in Animal Kingdom, we saw it within an hour right there for us to download and select. And we downloaded all of them and looked <laughs> through them and then put them up on Instagram uh, and Facebook a few days later when we were ready to announce it to everybody. Um, but yeah, highly, highly recommended to make use of PhotoPass, whether to both Joanne and Jerrica's point, it's with the regular 
PhotoPass photographers or by doing the capture your moment session. So that was great. Um, I feel like we've talked about a lot. I just want to make sure we didn't miss anything. Are there any additional tips or closing remarks or things to think about if you are going to be um, planning a trip to Disney while pregnant? Well, like you said, I think we covered a lot of the bases. Um, I think just to stay as flexible as possible is going to be the biggest tip. Um, again, don't try and, you know, rope drop to fireworks if, you know, you're not feeling well. Don't don't try and push yourself. There's nothing that's worth, um, you know, your, your health or your safety. And so definitely listen to your body, talk to your doctor before you go, but also enjoy yourself and just prepare yourself for a really fun and amazing trip. Uh, yes, hundred percent. I think what I was thinking about a lot before we went was, I wonder what her first ride is going to be. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we do Disney, you know, we always take it casual when we go, we don't have to always do space mountain, like, like that doesn't have to be the first ride we do. And so it's it was, usually not <laughs> <laughs> right. But, so it was kind of exciting to think about, I wonder what I'm going to bring her on first. And it turned out to be living with the land. I believe it was either living with the land or soaring. Now that I think about it. either way, it was one of those very perfect rides for bringing her on I think I, I know well, she's with me obviously I'm going on it but it was something really exciting for me to think about um and then thinking now forward when we first bring her to Disney I'll try to make sure that we go to the land pavilion first so that will be one of our first stops and think about this was your first ride and now you're going on it being real and here <laughs> being with us that. yeah and uh, it's just, and it was something that, I don't know, I felt like I'll be able to keep that with me for a while. It's definitely a good memory. And I'll, yeah. I'll add to the suggestions, and I, I talked about this a little bit before as well, but for those who are traveling with someone who's pregnant as, you know, part of the group, to be supportive and flexible as well, um, because you're not, you know, I'm not pregnant, you know, personally, it's not my body. So I, I don't feel the same way that Joanna does physically or how you feel Jerrica, but you know, so you think you're going to Disney, it's going to be the exact same mentality, but even I went in with a completely different mindset of this is going to be a laid back trip. We are not going to do everything we normally do, but that's totally okay. And it actually ended up being an amazing trip because we did things differently and it was more laid back and relaxing. And, um, yeah, like definitely if, if, uh, if you were craving a snack, we went and got a snack, no matter what it was, no matter where it was in the park. If you needed to rest, we rested. If you needed water, I got you water. If you needed a restroom break or two or three or four, we took those, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really um, preparing to have a different type of trip, um, but making the most of the differences in those trips. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like that covers a lot of it. Jarek, I want to give you the chance again to promote anything you have going on where people can go to follow you. Cause I want to make sure people are following your journey as well. 
Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me on. This has been such an incredible conversation and I would love to connect with you know all of your listeners. Um, you can find me on my blog and also on Instagram on at Metals and Tiaras. And I sort of, I call it my space for fairy dusted fitness. It's sort <laughs> of that. my outlet for the crossover between my love of Disney and also my love of just an active lifestyle. So would love to connect with you all over there. And yeah, this has been such a great conversation. Likewise, I'll make sure everybody knows where to go. It's in the show notes of this episode and I'm promoting it on social media as well. Be sure to follow Jerrica like I do. I love her content. So thanks for, for coming on to the show. Congratulations to both of you again. And um, next time we chat, maybe uh, we'll be looking at some baby photos of uh, of nurseries and, and um, Disney trips to come. So Congrats and thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. with that, we close out episode 117 of the Imagineer podcast. I want to give a very special thank you once again to Jerrica for coming on to the show. Make sure to follow her at Metals and Tiaras on all social media channels. I have a direct link to all those places in the show notes below. I love her content and I absolutely recommend you check her out at those places. And of course, I want to give a special thanks to my wife, Joanna, as well for coming back onto the show and talking about her experiences visiting Walt Disney World while pregnant. I, of course, want to turn this conversation over to you and hear what your tips, strategies, suggestions, recommendations might be if you visited Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any Disney destination before while pregnant or traveling with someone who's expecting. I'd love to hear all your thoughts and ideas about ways that you made the experience and even more magical vacation for you and your family. You can send me your answers and feedback as always in so many different ways. And I would encourage you to follow Imagine Your Podcast on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Imagine Your Podcast, on Twitter at Imagineer News. And I would really recommend you join our Facebook group, which is the Imagination, also called the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community, because there you get the chance to talk about this subject and all things Disney with me and with other listeners of this podcast community. You can also send me an email at matt at imagineerpodcast.com. If you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartMedia, Podbean, Stitcher, any other podcast app. That way you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And if you have a minute to leave us a rating and a review in the Apple Podcast Store that does so much to help this community out. I do read each and every review that I see on Apple Podcasts, and I'll often share them out to my Instagram and Facebook stories. At the very least, I definitely take all feedback and appreciate reading the reviews. Plus, it's a great way for those who discover the podcast to know what to expect when they hit play on that first podcast episode. Speaking of which, one of the best things you could do for the show is just to share it, whether you share out this episode or any other episode of the show. Even if you share out our social media content, 
More importantly, if you talk with your family and friends, those who love all things Disney, especially those who appreciate a positive, optimistic, family-friendly outlook, to encourage them to check out the podcast or follow us on social media. It really goes a long way to help this community out. If you want to take your love of Imagineer podcast to the next level and help support the show, I would recommend becoming an Imagination Pass holder, which is our Patreon group over at patreon.com slash Imagineer podcast. I also have a link to that place in the show notes of this episode and at imagineerpodcast.com. By becoming a pass holder of this community, you not only help to support the show financially, but you get bonus content, rewards, and access to a private community that includes things like weekly Disney Plus watch parties, virtual events just for members, bonus episodes of the show, early access to every podcast episode, and so much more. We have essentially a new post going up every day on Patreon, and depending on your level of membership, you can get a lot of perks and benefits. You can see all that's currently available because these terms and conditions are, of course, subject to change depending on when you're listening to the show by, again, heading to patreon.com slash podcast. And I want to sincerely thank, as always, all of our Patreon members. I sincerely appreciate all you do for this community. Plus, I would encourage you to check out our partners. First, take a look at The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com and The Kingdom Insider on all social media channels to get the latest Disney news and get some tips and strategies for ways to make the most of your next Disney vacation and even how to bring the magic of Disney into your own home. And when you are ready to book a vacation, your next vacation, to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Alani, or any other Disney destination, look into our travel partner, Academy Travel. They are a diamond earmarked agency, which is the highest level of distinction that Disney awards travel agencies. They've been helping to plan vacations for more than 25 years and can provide an exceptional level of service in helping to plan out your next Disney vacation. The best part is that it is all free to you. It comes at no additional cost to your vacation, and it is a fantastic way to alleviate a lot of the guesswork that comes along with planning a Disney vacation. You can request a free quote from them by clicking on the links in the show notes below or head to imagineerpodcast.com and click on the travel drop down, select your destination, fill out that form. They will get back to you as soon as they can with a free quote for your next Disney vacation. Last but not least, I certainly want to encourage you as always to go after your hopes, your dreams, your goals, whatever they might be. Don't delay in making your dreams come true. That first step really is the most challenging, but every step after that, as long as you enjoy the journey and learn from every step and every misstep, continue to, as Walt would say, keep moving forward, you really can bring your dreams to life and create a much happier world for you and for those around you. And remember, as always, that inspiring quote from Horizons, if you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast.
三。